Yo, 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 it's your boy, the Mark Rob, aka Sean Mad Love, aka Gordon Darks, aka Spike Singleton, aka The Power of the Blog, aka Thick Moranis, aka Mega Ryan, aka Stevens P. Ilberg, coming at you with a new episode of Deleted Scenes, where we should do this again sometime. Normally, we typically have the Deleted Scenes episodes roughly around an hour, but we had only just a little bit left over from season six, so we thought we'd include a deleted scene from earlier from this season, season seven. Um, so we run a gamut of topics. We talk about Daniel Radcliffe, Babu Frick, <laughs> punk bands from Streets of Fire, uh, Gremlins. Cat does a great dramatic reading from a scene in Gremlins. It didn't make the episode, but... You get blessed with it here instead. And we talk a little bit more about Avatar, The Way of Water. So check those out. Enjoy. Peace. If if you can do that much stuff in, you know, like what works out to like five minutes when all is said and done. You can cut ten minutes out of your fucking movie. Um, Hilarious. You are really about time economy. You are really about time economy. Yeah, but like. Malcolm X to me is worth the time. Yeah. And there's, there's no doubt about that for me. I really want to have you see tar, man. I really do. (laughs) I also feel a little bit and like, I don't know that this needs to, to make it to the pod, but like as someone who did go through a lot of classical music training, Okay. Sometimes I just don't need that. <laughs> what do you mean? Uh, I don't. I don't get a lot of enjoyment out of movies that are about things I've experienced that were like stressful or traumatic, or I had to like leave in disgrace. Uh. So. Even if it is not about the experience that I had. Okay, so it is, I would definitely say Tar is, it doesn't hold your hand. Like, it, you're, you're in it, and it's just going to trust you to get it or not get it. And a lot of people appreciate that about it. I definitely appreciate about it. And it's not, they don't really do a lot of stress-inducing things in the movie. So it's not really like, you're not going to be in multiple scenes where you're you're like seeing her be like this abusive gross person it's not really about that um so that's why so that's why a part of me does want you to see it because i do think it's really nuanced in a way that you could potentially appreciate but again the 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 time commitment is a commitment um so i because i'm i don't so that's the thing i don't know I'm more so interested to hear what you think about it. More so just saying that Kat will like this movie. I want to talk to her about it. I'm more so interested in the fact that I would love your perspective on it to talk about it with you. Um, But again, should you rush to see it? Um, I would say, I know you said you may check it out when it gets to like streaming. I I think you should watch it before the oscars i would i would say that at i least. i am plant like i you know i usually kind of make a plan when nominations come out to yeah. see what if anything needs to be 
gone through. Yeah, because I, I, I had the bold prediction she would win Best Actress. I think Kate Blanchett. Uh, well, there's still Michelle Williams in the Spielberg movie. And the, I, um, the more I hear about that, the more excited I am about it. I really want to see that movie. I really want to like, see this movie. When it they, was first announced, I was like, oh, come on. Me like, as well. Me as well. I can, I can admit that. And I'm, I'm a Spielberg guy, and I can admit that. But the more I'm reading about it, the more I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. Wait a minute. So I do want to see The Fable Men's. And then also Women Talking. I think that's what the movie's called, right? Women Talking. So yeah. I, I think those are going to, like... You'll see Michelle Williams, you'll see Kate Blanchett, and you'll probably see one of the women from Women Talking and, and uh, Best Female Lead. I think Kate Blanchett should probably be the favorite for that. Um, I heard that Women Talking is a pretty strong movie, so I don't I don't know your mileage on wanting to see that. Uh, I would say I, I would I would give you the warning beforehand if you should if you should actually watch it or not. Um, but we know Spielberg movies. You can watch that and be fine. Oh <laughs> so, yeah. So um, not really worried about Steve. Um, yeah. Um, but I don't. But know it was when... very interesting reading some of the reviews where people were like, "Yeah, I'm actually kind of inspired by the Fablemans." And I'm like, "Are we back in inspirational Spielberg town?" Uh, so the Fablemans apparently is showing in like, some theaters. Earnestly? Apparently, Faye Women is showing in some theaters this week. Um, if they should have shit in Austin. Oh, it opens Friday. Well, hold on. What? No, I think that's like early. I I could have uh, sworn it was a December. No, well, it's, it's going to show early in some cities this week. But I think the actual national release is going to be thanksgiving because uh, yeah wednesday november 23rd is the first date i'm seeing here yeah i'm seeing that too so okay there it is fucking uh fucking paul dano how is he my age and he looks like he's 16 don't ask questions you don't want the answer to what did he have to sacrifice to the criterion gods um who would be sacrificed to the Criterion Gods? Just think about all the good movies we would have gotten if Paul Dano had allowed him to live. Um, Hilarious. They're going to do another Color Purple? Oh, they, well, they do the musical Color Purple? There is a musical, The Color Purple. It was on Broadway. Well, no, they're doing the film next year. As a musical, yes. Oh, all right. Shout out to them. Also, How to Succeed in Business Without Really Trying is an amazing musical about how a window washer, like, hucksters his way into an executive VP position at a company. Nice. And, like, marries the pretty stenographer, and they all live happily ever after the end. And he charms everybody into not firing him uh, with a coordinated musical number. Nice. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, no, I, you need to watch this. Let this be the other, the other Daniel Radcliffe thing you see. <laughs> uh, so technically, be like number, uh, number three. Yeah, basically. 
I mean, the whole show is good. Unfortunately, there's no like pro shot of it that exists, but the choreography on this is on fire and he's so short and it's so good. Um, <laughs> he's very And short. again, he just drips charisma in this way that like is really surprising given how like normal he seems in real life. Yeah. It's also surprising how normal he seems in real life, given that he became famous when he was like nine. What do you do? You want anything from his career? This going forward. This is what I want. I want him to make weird choices that he lends his legitimacy to by just like throwing Daniel Radcliffe is attached on it. (laughs) Like maybe if he wants to do Broadway again, I would love to go see him again. I had a great time seeing him on Broadway. Well, like mostly this is what I want. I want him to, to do weird projects that aren't necessarily the best projects, but are the most, artistically fulfilling for him that he's able to make slightly more successful by being a part of them. Yeah. That, that seems like the perfect place for him to exist. God, I love this musical. He's like really nice to John Larroquette's secretary the entire time. And no one else is. They all like treat her like a fucking object. And, uh, she, she ends up like going to bat for him in a big way and basically saving the day. And she gets a whole verse and the the whole song. And it's very, it's very good. Um, it is a, it is a well-woven cloth. This musical is no threads are wasted. I mean, listen, man, we, we, we can't fall down that rabbit hole again. It's just a terrible fucking movie. Like, like if you if you like Rise of Skywalker, and you don't like the Last Jedi, the Last Jedi. You know, I just you know what I you. like? I'm a big fan of Babu Frick. This is a that, pro Babu Frick household. <laughs> this is a pro Babu Frick podcast. That is it. That's the yeah. Only thing. That is the only fucking thing from that movie. Yeah. bad all the shit i like about meatloaf i found out i actually it's it's actually jim steinman which makes a lot of sense because fuck meatloaf um whoa (laughs) um i don't mean to speak ill of the dead however comma uh i was working at a comic-con in 2017 or so and I was working, or it's 2018, it was November 2018. I was working. I was doing a job. Uh, you know, I was not there for, for things. I was there to work. Um, and I was pushing uh, a very large dolly. And Meatloaf was in a wheelchair with his feet up on the feet things, man-spreading on a wheelchair, staring at my ass and loudly mouth-breathing. God damn. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's and so, so I gross. I pulled a the New York Times and said, Good afternoon, Mr. Loaf. May I help you? Hilarious. Hilarious. What'd he do? He uh went like this and his very busty attendant nurse wheeled him away. <laughs> <laughs> oh 
because of course she would be busty. Of course. And she had one of those like very late twenty aughts sweaters that was like awkwardly deeply cut. Oh, <laughs> no surprise here. Um, but also like she looked like your school guidance counselor, but like the school guidance counselor like in a porn. Um, oh, I, I got the visual already, cat. I got the visual already. Anyway, um, I'm sure she was really nice. Like it pretty, she pretty based on her grimace, it was pretty clearly just a job for her. Uh, but uh, yeah. You know, one random thing I want to shout out, this guy fucking uh, leaving, he's kind of the number two uh, after Willem Dafoe. Mm-hmm. This guy, he was he was in Clue. He used to be in a punk band. Like, if, like, if you ever, well, I don't think, I don't know how well you actually like this documentary, but The Decline of Western Civilization is a documentary from 81 that follows multiple like punk bands uh la punk bands around like 1980 Mm -hmm. and he is actually the lead and the best band in the movie and this guy's like a fucking chameleon (laughs) like 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 if you watch if you watch him in a punk band and you see him in clue you will be like what the fuck is this guy on like it's just completely two different worlds I have I have Streets of Fire on in the background, and uh, uh, Raven just pulled out that tiny little air horn. Nice. And just went like, <laughs> and uh, Tom Cody pulled up and greased lightning. Uh, so. <laughs> oh man. So we we are we are wrapping wrapping up the eighties quite well um we do have well when we reconvene we have a very 80s christmas coming up we have a we have a cat driven 80s christmas uh, <laughs> i feel like gremlins is a, a safe choice i don't think you need yeah, to blame uh, me for gremlins uh i'll blame you for the other one uh well, what the other you... <laughs> one is, at least i told you it was bad ahead of time it's not gonna save you, cat. Uh, what do you? <laughs> what? I'm mostly watching it to watch you watch it. The idea of you being like ah is is why I'm doing it. I appreciate that, Catherine. Um, what do you? What expectation you have for Knives Out, Glass Onion? I am trying to go in with very few, because I really, really love Knives Out. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to put a bunch of pressure on it. When's the last time you watched Knives Out? I haven't watched it in a while. I watched it, like, last fall. Okay. Uh, so just about a year ago. Uh, but honestly, my plan for after this is to uh, throw it on. Okay. Um, but also, I I think that as, as a uh, New England person who is friends with a lot of old money rich weirdos. Um, Hilarious. I think he did a really good job of capturing that distinct, really fucked up vibe. Yeah. Like, I went to high school and college with a bunch of ransoms. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I did. Um, 
And so I am hopeful that he is able to cultivate whatever his next vibe is yeah. as well. Yeah, now, I I'm that I at least am in a little bit of luck because I don't care about the verisimilitude. Like, I don't know about the verisimilitude of another group because most of my friends were New England old money weirdos. Or not even friends. The people I was around were New England old money weirdos. So. Yeah. That's what I got. Um, but also, the cast is exciting to me. I'm also excited about how excited the cast seemed to be. Okay. I also just, I love, and I do mean love, post-Bond Daniel Craig. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I like Daniel Craig having fun and living a little and and letting himself breathe and have a nice time. Yeah, he's living. He's he's out here doing the shits. I appreciate it. I like the trailer of him dancing that just dropped. Uh, it's like for some <laughs> hotel or whiskey or something. I don't remember what it's for. Uh, like, I just like him being like, fuck it. I want to have fun. Like, this was supposed to be fun. Like. <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah. So my hope is that it is a good enough mystery and a fun enough story that I have fun. And it doesn't even have to be as good as the first one. But I would like it to hold up. Yeah. I would like it to at least be like, well, it wasn't as good as the first one, but it's pretty close. Yeah. I'm I'm in for the ride. I hope it's good too. Um I, I have the same kind of thought as you. I have very low expectations going in butt ass naked. You're seeing it this week or next week? Seeing it on Wednesday. Oh, okay. All right. I will keep a lookout for the uh letterbox review. I don't you... know when the embargo is, so you might uh, not see it until early next week. Did you decide on doing pro or not for Letterboxd? No, I haven't yet. It's cool. I mean... I'm going to wait and see if they have a holiday sale. Because if I do it right before the holiday sale, I am going to feel like a stupid. Hilarious. Yeah, you can do that. I mean, I it's mostly... I did the Patreon most... The Patreon mostly because I just fuck with their vibe. They're, They're not a real... From what I've seen, they're not like a real shitty kind of institution. Um, they just let people post their sh- Do you think so? I also uh, like uh, the reveal of who who Benoit Blanc. Uh, uh, the the we hear a voice in the in a scene. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then there's a review <laughs> of uh, who it is actually. That that was funny. And was uh, funny. the first time that we saw it, I shrieked. <laughs> Hilarious. I was so <laughs> very very pleased. Um, he. <laughs> uh, well, that oh, I'm gonna cut out the he. That person's voice. That person has to be involved in a third sequel. <laughs> I, I thought it was them. And I literally leaned over to Greg and I was like, that sounds like. Yeah. And Greg was like, there's no way it's. Uh, 
And then the door opened, and I was like, I told you! Hilarious. That's uh, funny. Yeah, no, I do I do think it helps that I grew up in, like, a particularly strong intersection of this person's performances. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he, he, she, it, they are very familiar to me in that regard. Oh, sorry, um, you cut out there. Very what? Uh, familiar to me. Okay. I I have watched uh, several of their performances. Some of them are multiple time a year rewatches. Oh, okay. And like, as a side effect of this, I was like, I think I'm right. Maybe y'all <laughs> don't believe me, but I think I'm right. Um, nice. But yeah. I, one last thing. I was very proud of myself that I, I did figure it out. Did you figure it out? Uh, yes. But I figured it out backwards. Okay. So I figured out, oh, something is going to happen to the Mona Lisa. Cut that. Like, bleep that. Yeah, I but, cut that. Yeah, I cut out, yeah. Uh, something happened to the Mona Lisa. Oh, and then they're going to tie it into the first sentence. Uh, forever being re- referenced in the same sentence as the Mona Lisa. That means this. That means he did this for this reason. And like, I, I had to step it back that way. Yeah. Yeah. I figured they were going to tie it in somehow. I didn't see, I didn't, obviously, the big, well, this part we'll just cut out. Like the big, like, explosion piece of it. Like, I didn't know they want to go that, that wild with it. Um, but I'm can really I just say the it. needle drop of Mona Lisa smile? Sent me to the fucking moon. <laughs> Hilarious. The moon. Um. Oh, here. Let me let me give you a a clean take of that without any spoilers, so you can use that. Uh, okay. The final the final needle drop of the movie sent me to the fucking moon. Uh. <laughs> nice. Nice. I I started cackling immediately. I was like a pig in shit. It was great. Um. And and man, that's why the theater experience is great. So you can act like a pig and shit, and other people can act like that with you. So yes, yeah. And my theater wasn't. I mean, you've been to some wild ass theaters, but my theater was lively. They weren't wild, but they were they were lively. Like the slow roll jokes, like everyone hit. They all hit on really good levels. So weirdly, the rhinoceros boner pill jokes like <laughs> hit. No, that, that shit was funny. <laughs> it was, but I was also like low key, like oh, there's like a bunch of like people my parents' age here. They're not gonna. And it was like you got banned from Twitch for hiking those boner pills. And he goes, "There's no rhinoceros in those pills." And it's just like those pills. Those pills were rhinoceros free. And the proud went wild, ladies and gentlemen. Like, yeah, man. I think I think I I agree that. I think we actually both agree. Like, Belmont Block is the best character, but I do think that Batista's character, Duke, he had the biggest laughs. Duke don't yeah. dance with pineapples. I also <laughs> really, I also really liked Whiskey. I was very worried about what they were going to do with her. Yeah. Um, but I appreciate the way they chose to handle her. Uh, also, my favorite like, joke uh, is uh, with Blanc in the garden. Uh, which one? You say in the garden? Yeah, with the fountains. 
Oh, uh, when he's like, this is a no smoking area. That part. Yeah. And yeah, then he throws it in the, in the fountain and it's like, please yeah. respect our water clarity. I died. Yeah. It was very funny. Uh-huh. And then the, the, it's so funny, the long setup for the end, like the last joke of that, like, yeah, that, that shit was great. That shit and there was were great. a lot of jokes like that. Yeah. So, yeah, man. So that was, uh, I, I, I would tell you guys to go see it, but you motherfuckers can until another, uh, yeah, <laughs> what, 18 you, days. You, y'all gotta wait, wait and watch it at home. You know the funny thing is, so I know we gotta we'll wrap we're gonna wrap up soon, but you know the funny thing is, I didn't even know it was just a week long like outing. I I saw it, and then the guy that gave out the promotional posters, he was like, "We're only we're one and only theaters in San Antonio that has it," and I was like, "Really?" And then I checked, I was like, "Fuck, he's right." I think only like five theaters in a city with 1.5 million people had it and i fucking i was like yeah i, I have to see it I, I saw it again like that yeah Monday, boston I also i think had it in five theaters in the metroplex yeah what a fucking fumble man they really fumbled that shit yeah Okay, so there's a whole, like, you say you hate Washington's birthday or Thanksgiving and nobody cares, but you say you hate Christmas and people treat you like you're a leper. Now I have another reason to hate Christmas, and Billy's like, what are you talking about? And she says, "Uh, the worst thing that ever happened to me was on Christmas. Oh, God, it was so horrible. It was Christmas Eve. I mean, how, how much do you want me to act for this? Am I going for an Oscar here? The podcast Oscars? Um, uh I I may have you. I may you have. I may have you over the actual drop itself. So, so. Uh, I I was nine years old. Me and mom were decorating the tree, waiting for dad to come home from work. A couple of hours went by. Dad wasn't home, so mom called the office. No answer. Christmas Day came around and went, and still nothing. So the police began a search. Four or five days went by. Neither one of us could eat or sleep. Everything was falling apart. It was snowing outside. The house was freezing, so I went to try to light up the fire. That's when I noticed the smell. The fireman came and broke through the chimney top, and me and Mom were expecting to pull out a dead cat or a bird, and instead they pulled out my father. He was dressed in a Santa Claus suit. He'd been climbing down the chimney, his arms loaded with presents. He was going to surprise us. He slipped and broke his neck. He died instantly. And that's how I found out there was no Santa Claus. Where did this the fu- is delivered in the middle of a fucking action scene. I yeah. I could go for a while about Avatar: Way of Water. Maybe we should. <laughs> we never had like an official episode on it, did we? I don't, we never no. did. No, we didn't. I mean, it's, you know, it's, well, I, I mean, hey, what are what are you doing next week? Do you want to oh, do you want to drop a three hour podcast about Avatar: Way of Water? We'll, we'll do a live watch of Avatar: oh Way of Water. Oh Could you God. imagine? That would be the best and worst idea of all time. Like, if we're if we're doing that, you, that's got to be when you're like up here visiting, like when you come this spring. <laughs> Seriously, hilarious. we'll set up two microphones and we'll just fucking go. 
Sigourney Weaver as a as a uh, was she like thirteen? Epileptic, epileptic thirteen year old Jesus. Oh my god! So did I tell you that my my friend Ellie, who I went to go see the first Avatar movie with, got up in the middle of the movie and just said, "I can't do this," and left. <laughs> Nah, that's real. <laughs> I was I was on face I was on Facebook Messenger. Actually, before it was even Facebook Messenger, I was on Facebook chatting a girl that I was dating at. Well, I was trying to date, and I, I definitely did at the time. In the middle of Avatar, like I fell asleep in Avatar too. Like the original, I fell asleep in Avatar. Like that movie was. So yeah. here, I'm just gonna read you this text that I received. Babe, babe, I love you. This is for Melly. But babe, whale bullying? Oh, wait, babe, does Kiri have epilepsy? And I said, uh, we'll find out in the sequel. In all caps, (laughs) fuck off. No, no more whale bullying. No more white uh, white boy dreads. No more Tarzan baby. No more immaculate conception epilepsy having 13-year-old Jesus Christ. Uh, I I love that they have they have dreadlocks and we know that they're white and it looks oh no no the white guy did have dreadlocks that's right yeah that's, no he's uh, he's he's wee Tarzan the first one was dances <laughs> yes. with wolves and this one was Tarzan but what uh, if instead of Tarzan leaving to go to England he decided to like Jane decided to stay in the jungle with him yeah. Yeah, man. It's... Anyway, <laughs> white guy dreads no go. It's a no go. I mean, listen. If you wanna, if you wanna do that next week, I'm free <laughs> to talk about Avatar. <laughs> Always it, for you, babe. Is um, it? Is it on like HBO Max right no, now? No, no. It's still like the highest grossing movie oh, right now. Right. They, they ain't yep. releasing that shit yet. It was. It's been number one for eight weeks in a row. In Which the is last. Exactly what happened last time too and everyone was like oh, no one's gonna go see this one and i was like just you fucking wait bitch and everyone owes me an apology and that has not happened in the movie theater since the original avatar until the other avatar yeah so let's what... see uh it has grossed 2.176 billion dollars jesus christ and we like Remember when they released that story that was like, it is going to be, it is going to have to be like the most successful film of all time to turn a profit. Yeah. It has like doubled its money already. Yeah. Which is wild. And, uh, you know, you know what it actually did in fact, uh, get booted this weekend by knock at the cabin oh knock at the cabin is number one yes knock at the cabin is number one 80 for brady is number two. Oh my god avatar 2 is number three in its eighth weekend where it still earned 10.2 million dollars domestic Man, that's and and you know what's number four? What? Puss in Boots: The Last Wish, baby. 
it comes back to Puss in Boots. It always it is does. Such a good movie. It really is. It's Ta- really good. So did it come out this year or last year? It came out right at the tail end of last year. So would that technically qualify as one of your best of 2022? I think it does. I think it snuck in there. <laughs> Hilarious. Of course it did. Like, I, I I, know it sounds insane, and especially coming from me, who made you do an entire like expose on why Shrek is not as good as we remember it being. I think that this is the only way that they were able to get Antonio Banderas to acknowledge he, he is becoming an older person. It was yeah. by him like acknowledging that the cat is getting old. Yeah. Uh, and he gives like a revolutionary performance, so great. But anyway. Yo, 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 thank you for listening. And I hope you enjoy those deleted scenes. We'll come back at you with a new episode next week. Until then, love you. Peace. Bye. If you've enjoyed the episode, please subscribe, rate us five stars, leave a review, and tell a friend to tell a friend. Follow cat at cat underscore chin at t on Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, and Letterboxd. Follow Marcus at show and mad love, S-H-O-W-I-N-M-A-D-L-O-V on Twitter and Letterboxd. Follow the show on Twitter at cat and mark. This podcast is executive produced by Kellen Conley and Eric Greenlee. Thanks for listening. We should do this again sometime. This is a hyphen podcast production. Are you not entertained?